Welcome to the Growing Family Podcast. We're a family of four discovering what it means to grow our family and our farm one season, one seed, and one animal at a time. Get ready to grow with us. Today we're talking about autism. Welcome back, everyone, to the Growing Family Podcast. Um, my name's Morgan. I'm Stephen. We're married. And Still. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we are here with uh, my sister, Rochelle. Hello. I'm Rochelle. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Oh, I'm Morgan's sister. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, I'm on here because I have... A child with autism. Mm-hmm. So, and I used to work at an autism center. Mm-hmm. So I know a little bit <laughs> about autism. Yeah. So, and he is um, thirteen now. He's thirteen now. Yes. So you're like an expert because you've been doing this thirteen years. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I I'm like a little bit ahead of the game, but I do feel like everything changes all the time. Mm-hmm. So no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, too, some of the changes yeah. today. Yes. And today is April 2nd, so it's World Autism Awareness Day, which is very relevant to what we're talking about. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a special day because it's all about bringing awareness mm-hmm. about autism because a lot of people don't understand it. Um, they don't really know much about it, so it's a good day to raise awareness. Mm-hmm. And you've done different fundraisers and things in the past. Can you talk about just some of the awareness things you've done um, for Layden? Yeah, um, Layden um, has been in the newspaper a couple times and also on the news a couple times. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, just because I like to advocate for him and I want him to live in a world where he doesn't always have to feel like he doesn't belong Mm -hmm. um, or have people stare at him. Um, And I just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, we did um, a fundraiser when he was about four, three or four um, to raise money for a local um, foundation. And it was, um, the main thing I wanted to do was have a fun day for families of children with autism to be able to go feel comfortable, feel safe, and have a fun day with their families because we struggled with that. We didn't have a lot of options at the time, um, places that Layden felt comfortable, where I felt comfortable, where I felt he was safe mm-hmm. because he did elope a lot. Um and so I wanted a place that was super safe and secure. And what does elope mean for people who don't know? So elope is where a child will basically run um, for whatever reason, but um, it's it's unsafe. Um, so, you know, a lot of families with children with autism have... Um, <laughs> and Emery's here today. <laughs> My yeah, daughter. Can't tell. <laughs> she's only three weeks. And she's so cute. So you might hear some like cooing or crying or maybe some screaming. You yeah. never really know what she's going to do. <laughs> um, you're talking so about how, how he eloped. Yeah, yes. so how old was he when you did the uh, fundraiser? I think he was about, I think he was almost four, I okay. think, or about four. I don't really 
my, mm-hmm. my mind. No, you're good. It's, yeah. Um, but um, around that time, um, you know, he did struggle with, um, he was nonverbal at the time. Um, so he would get frustrated very easily. Um, and he would just start running and he was Mm -hmm. a lot faster than me. So (laughs) it was really scary. And we had a couple, um, instances where, um, you know, he got pretty far and that's not uncommon for, um, a lot of families with children with autism, unfortunately. Um, but you know, they have a lot of like, um, safety packages. You can get locks for your doors, um, alarms for your doors, for your windows. So we had to do all of that. Um, and luckily he, he grew out of that. Um, at least for the time being, thankfully. Um, Oh my gosh. Trying to catch him now. Oh my gosh. (laughs) No. So he would like open the door and just go. So that only happened one time. Oh my gosh. But it was more, oh my gosh, terrifying. But, um, and he was next door swinging on the swing set. Yeah. Good thing he found the swing set. Yes. Yeah, he could have gotten a lot but farther. But yeah, I always um, very anxious on my yeah. behalf because always having to keep my eyes on him. He also, um, he will um, eat inedible objects. So mm-hmm. uh, on like top lotion of... lotion or... Yeah, not lotion. Oh, I thought he tried that one too. Soap. Soap. Soap and um, candles. Mm-hmm. Um uh, what else? Snakes. Recently, Nerf darts. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, and he loves um, the little plastic snakes, and he will eat pieces of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, always have to keep my eyes on him um, all the time. Right. So, yeah. But, yeah. And um, when was it that he got his diagnosis of autism? So he was officially diagnosed when he turned three um I started noticing some things um when he turned one Mm -hmm. um and it was a little bit of a regression um and then when he was about to um his pediatrician referred us to um first steps okay so in Indiana it's like um a state-based um therapy service okay so whatever he would qualify for they had ot behavioral they had speech um so he did all three of those um he had they would come to the home um and during that year um it wasn't even maybe a year it was maybe like six seven months um he had three to four therapy sessions a week oh my goodness yeah so i had to um i quit my job and i stayed home with Mm him Mm -hmm. um but during that time, they were talking about sensory processing disorder mm-hmm. only. Okay. So uh-huh. I didn't even think about autism. Autism was not something that I had ever really thought about. Yeah. And then so I did all this research on sensory processing disorder. Um, and we did all these therapies, all these um, different interventions for him. And it- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she, she wants to be on the, on the podcast. I'm like, yeah. She doesn't want you to talk. <laughs> she wants to She talk. has a voice and she's going to use it. <laughs> so that, is, you said it was called First Steps? Yeah. Is it still, is that, that's still I, I a program that's so, around? Yeah. Um, and then at the time they were just saying like, they didn't feel, um, they can't diagnose until they reach about three. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's true anymore. That was my experience. No one. Now was, it's like two. I mean, yeah, I've seen kids get diagnosed like uh, eleven months. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Like, it just depends, I guess, who you're working with. Mm-hmm. And things have really changed since then. So Layden was born in 2009. And, you know, here we are, 2023. It's w- so much different. Mm-hmm. And you have so many more options, so many more outlets, so many more people um, to talk to. People are so much more knowledgeable now. Where at yeah. the time, it was just not. And you're greatest. wearing a cool hat for autism awareness. What Can you tell them what it says? Yeah, um, it's Peace Love Autism. And she's actually a mom. I don't, I think she's from Texas. Um, but I just started following all these, um, these autism moms on Instagram. Um, and it has become so, um, I don't know, just, it feels almost like I don't have a lot of people in my life that have children with autism. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to be able to connect with people who are going through similar things. Unfortunately, um, a lot of these moms are, they have young kids, little oh, kids. Yeah. You know, they're just starting yeah. to go through that process. I don't see a lot of people with kids my age. So, or my age. Layden's <laughs> age. <laughs> yeah. Probably um, not either. Yeah. No, no, no. Um, but Layden's age. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, she um, has a really awesome clothing line. And um, it's, I love buying her stuff because when we're out in public, I like Instead of people staring at Layden, mm-hmm. they can kind of figure it out from his clothing. Yeah. You know, um, oh, if that's they. That's good. Yeah. Like a tip. Like, mm-hmm. hey. Because we've had people just stare at him and give him weird looks mm-hmm. because, you know, he does um, a lot of like vocal stimming and scripting and mm-hmm. um, he, you know, um, he doesn't flap so much, but running back and forth mm-hmm. with objects near his eye. Um, so, yeah, I just like. Hey, here it is. Yeah. He's got autism. Now you know. Yeah. You know. Let's move on. There's the answer you're yeah, looking there for. You go. <laughs> yeah. But her um, clothing is really awesome. And then um, she's a really big advocate for her son. So I just, I love that. Yeah. Sorry. It's, I'm, I'm fine. Hey, that's just part of it. Yeah. It's like the time of day that she gets fussy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was all day. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> when, you're, when you're that new to the world. So, um, what was it like when you first received the diagnosis? Were you nervous about people judging? Like, you kind of talked about people being judgmental. Or, like, what things did you worry or feel? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really worry so much about what other people thought. I was more... Um, sad for him and for me and for our family um because you know they're giving it's almost like um I don't want it to be super negative but you know you automatically think okay well he's never gonna have to he's never gonna be able to live on his own mm-hmm. um will he get married right will he ever you know um be able to have a job and support himself um you don't know and they're so little, and you're, they have their whole life. It's just very overwhelming. Yeah. So, like, at the time, I was just mostly focused on what things can we do to help him. And I just pushed forward with that, like, 100%. Yeah. And I focused on that more. That's good. Yeah. Um, then, like, worrying about what other people thought. But then very quickly, you know, he started to have a lot more um, – uh, you know, autism characteristics. So, like, he was nonverbal. He would make a lot of loud noises when mm-hmm. he was really small. Um, 
and he would run from us and yeah. he would get really upset really easily and people were just super unkind to oh, us. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I remember we were at um, an outlet mall and he was having a really hard time and we were trying to buy him new shoes and sensory wise he did not do well with new clothing at all especially new shoes um so he was just really struggling and a lady walked by and said some really mean things um to us and i think she even took a picture of layden um, what the heck mm-hmm. and, and you probably remember that clearly oh, years later clear. oh, oh i gosh. remember it to right now yeah and i just we got in the car and I just bawled. Mm. And it wasn't so much that I was embarrassed. It was like, this is what it's going to be like for him and mm. forever. Like, I just felt so bad it's for him. It's unfair. Yeah. yeah. But that's why, like, advocating for him and for other, you know, kids, adults with autism is so important. Just getting that out there and, like, letting people know, like... Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that have autism. Mm-hmm. You don't need to say, you know, learn about it. Educate yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be rude, mm-hmm. you know, or make someone feel bad mm-hmm. when they're having a hard time already. Yeah. It's That's not true. necessary. Yeah. It's like that quote that talks about, I wouldn't change you, but I would change the world for you. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. I think I posted that like <laughs> 30 times. Yeah. yeah. It's like once very a month. True. Very relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's almost like you were grieving for him, some things. Yeah, and I also, like, maybe had a little bit of, like, a, um, I don't know, unrealistic sense. I was like, oh, when I learned about ABA, I was like, oh, okay, we're, he's going to go to ABA. Which and, is Applied Behavior Analysis. Yes, and it's super intensive therapy. And um, I was like, I, oh, he's going to be there for a year, and then he's going to be fine. And then he's going to go to school. That's what I thought. And then the more time went by and the more that that was not what was going to happen. It, like it seemed like maybe like a fast track to quote unquote like normality. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, well, if you put them in ABA the, as young as you possibly can, mm-hmm. they'll be fine. Like they're going to um, be able to be really successful in school. They'll go to a regular school. Like that's what it seemed you yeah, know, and, and would that be the case possibly for maybe oh, like higher definite. functioning? Oh yes, yeah, and I, um, you know, Morgan and I used to work at an autism center. We mm-hmm. would see kiddos come in; they would not even be there for a year, mm-hmm. and they'd be able to graduate and go to school. It just different um, for everyone. Yeah, and it's a spectrum. And when they say you meet one, if you meet one person with autism, you met one per- person with autism. That is one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, there are a lot of She's she agrees. Oh, yeah, right. Um, there are a lot of um, similarities, I guess. You know, there are a lot of kids who script. There are a lot of kids who flap. Yeah, um, yeah. But it doesn't mean that they are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And I think some people do think that. Yeah, I feel like I've seen people who maybe don't have that diagnosis that do, like, some of those things as well. Yes. And so, like, I don't know. I've told Morgan this a million times. Um, but, like, I really feel like... We all have some of those Mm -hmm. um, tendencies Mm -hmm. within us. It's just like, oh, most people fall within this range that we call normal or whatever. And then once you're kind of outside that range, then you get a diagnosis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, even like just saying, I I was going to say too, yeah, I hand flapped like growing up. Mm -hmm. And Stephen, what was your thing? Like collars? I don't know. I'm super weird. It's just. (laughs) The way his socks are on, he can't handle 
yeah, to like feel the seam, like the seam of my sock. Mm-hmm. If it was like underneath my toe, not on the tips, then I like would freak <laughs> out. My it's like he's in a bad mood. And I'm like, why are you in a bad? And then we figure out, oh, it's the way his sock is on. Wow. Now it's more like my jacket. I don't know. Like if I feel like <laughs> claustrophobic. Yeah, or like yeah. Uh, in the car, if like the seatbelt is touching my collarbone, it freaks me out. I have yeah, to like put it down on my shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird sensory thing for me. I can't let my food touch. Yeah, I'm better like, at it now. That's pretty but... common. I feel like. Yeah. So it's like joke but you're like that oh we all have a little bit of autism like yeah we do but kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but then you kind of are like is it autism or is just that just human are right just human? and it's just magnified in, in yeah. people that have autism well people are so afraid of being different so they want to characterize it as something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know but it's funny because we are all different oh you yeah know? but everyone's like afraid to be yeah. different <laughs> she's like yeah me too <laughs> <laughs> She's talking noise. I love it. Get her a mic. We have a fourth one. <laughs> also, thank you. Shout out to my brother Eric for this new podcast equipment. We have four mics now. We have headphones. We were just working with two really cheap mics. We've got cup holders. <laughs> yeah, a table. We'll have to take a picture and post it. So, sure. thank you, Eric. We love it. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. God. He's your brother, too. Thanks, brother. Oh, my gosh. We've derailed. Yeah, yeah I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Oh, so, gosh. Um, kind of with what you were saying earlier, with there are a lot of stories and just, like, information um, put out there for, um, like, kids that are just diagnosed. So I was going to ask if you could talk a little bit about what it's like being um, a parent to a chi- child who's now a teenager with autism mm. um, and just young adults with autism and shed a light on maybe what Layden is currently going through in his teenage years that has been different um, since when he was first diagnosed, like yeah. when he was going through ABA and everything because now he's in a school setting. And mm-hmm. um, it's just, yeah, what are some things that you weren't expecting? <laughs> puberty <laughs> horrible um, no one no one's ready for that i guess not but whoa. um it's you know having to try to explain and now Layden has a larger vocabulary mm-hmm. um it's still he still struggles with like um relaying information um but he can definitely tell you what he wants what he does not want yeah um so it's a lot different now but it's still difficult to like try to explain to him like okay Layden like you can't just do whatever you want wherever you want like there are <laughs> there are certain places it's just hard mm-hmm. and it's something that I never really thought about until it was happening yeah and then you have to deal with it um but also like we just went on sorry <laughs> you're fine we just went on a trip and I am now a single mom and I didn't even realize it was like a new, a new, (laughs) you're about to say something really serious. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm trying to, Emery, I'm just kidding. Um, new fear unlocked is, you know, he's, um, he's pretty tall. I would say he's probably what? I don't know. He's five, four. Yeah. Oh Yeah. At I'm, least maybe I'm five, four, six. I'm four eleven. Yeah. Um, and he's only thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's pretty big. And um, now being a single mom and traveling with him, 
bathrooms. Like I used to always take him in a bathroom with me. Oh yeah. Yeah, he he's not independent in the bathroom. Um unfortunately. So um now if I don't have a male with me, yeah. What do I do? Because mm-hmm. people are uncomfortable and I don't blame them. Yeah. It's an adult looking man. <laughs> child walking into a bathroom and it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um so thankfully they have a lot of like family restrooms now yeah um so we've been trying to do that but um i have to try to bring a family member with me so they can take him in the bathroom yeah um but yeah i mean it's pretty graphic but like he doesn't realize if the toilet he doesn't use urinals he doesn't know how Mm -hmm. um we've tried it's just not something that he's comfortable with which is totally fine but like if he were to go into a stall he doesn't close the stall he's scared of the stall door closing Mm -hmm. well that's for me terrifying because you don't know who's around you what their intentions are Mm -hmm. um if the toilet if the public toilet is dirty he's he's just gonna plop right down and it's He really needs a lot of help. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was a new fear recently. That you just didn't think about until you went on the trip. Absolutely not, yeah. Um, escalators, then you... Oh my goodness, share a little bit about that. Well, we, we went to the aquarium and um, in Tennessee, and to get to the first exhibit, you go up an escalator, like to the fourth floor. And I was like, come on, let's go. Like, no big deal. And he was terrified. So I am on this single person escalator trying to run down. Oh, no. <laughs> like, running. you had already started I the had ascent. already started going. And then he was oh. like, no, no, I can't do it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm already halfway up. So I'm running back down. And then he's, I'm like, come on. It's okay. It's okay. He's like, no, oh. I can't. And I'm, I'm running back down. I'm going up and down. Um, and then my dad was there. He actually works on elevators and escalators he probably like shut it down no, well he could have but he was like let's just take the elevator and in that moment it was like first of all there were so many people waiting behind us and they're looking at me like what's wrong with you why are you going up and down and then he's really upset yeah. like he's getting really scared and then i'm like okay um i want him to do it because i want him to learn yeah i want him to be comfortable with it this is a teaching experience experience um and so um we let a family go ahead of us they were super kind um and they're like we totally understand no worries they had like a little two-year-old just Aww. popped right on there and i'm like Layden, look and then <laughs> the my, kid's doing yeah it. i'm like look you can do it too and then um my dad's like let's just go to the elevator and so it's like <laughs> no patience do we just like let's just we're here to go to the aquarium mm-hmm. or do we use this as a teaching experience so he doesn't have to struggle like this next time mm-hmm. it's like a constant battle but dad later shared that he had a fear of him like tripping and getting like his finger stuck yeah he's seen a lot worse. of really bad accidents on escalators unfortunately and he made a really good point he was like escalators are great if you use them correctly and safely. Um, and Layden doesn't know how to right now. So mm-hmm. it could have been really bad, especially if I would have got him on the escalator, fine. But then what happens at the top? Right. What if he gets oh. scared to step off? Yeah. What if his shoe gets stuck because he doesn't do it correctly? Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was talking. What if he kind of fell his yeah. fingers? Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. 
Exactly. So you're like making. I've never been scared of escalators until now. Exactly. You're like giving me anxiety about escalators. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, be careful. And like for Layden to be, he's so timid when he it comes to dogs. Mm-hmm. There are so many things that Layden is very timid about. He's very anxious and worried about. Um, so it's just always learning mm-hmm. how yeah. to how to make things easier and better for him but it's a constant battle because i'm like i always want to teach him mm-hmm. and i want him to be as independent as possible i unfortunately am not going to live forever mm-hmm. and i want him to be okay yeah so yeah that's got to be hard i mean i feel like that's in a lot of ways it's just like teaching kids in general yeah like how do you how do you balance the I want to teach you a new thing, but I don't want you to feel like scared and I don't want you to like be in a dangerous situation, but I do want you to experience new situations. It's, it's hard to figure out what that balance is. Yeah. And, um, you know, especially like for me, I have, I've developed a lot of anxiety over the years just with Layden Mm -hmm. and just, again, the, um, people in public, reacting to him certain that gives me anxiety and then i'm like well I'd, let's just not go out <laughs> you yeah. know and then that's not fair to him right um but at the same time i have to kind of protect my peace too yeah so it's just it's a constant battle and i know that a lot of other families struggle with that too but like the more experiences they have the more um he gets to be a part of that's better for him mm-hmm. it just comes with a cost sometimes mm-hmm. so um, is there anything that he's done either at home or at school lately that he has been practicing with you and or like with the school that you feel like, wow, this is going better and better because he's been doing it more? Is there any example you have? Yeah. So, well, in school right now, he's in like a, um, a SIP classroom. So it's a designated classroom for um, children with different disabilities, different um Abilities, I think this is a better way to say what it. What does SIP stand for? I don't know. Okay. I, I, I knew at some point and it, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we'll look, have to look it up. Yeah. Um, Maybe you could look it up real quick. But <laughs> Google's our friend. He's in this really nice um, classroom. They have their own bathroom. They have a kitchen. He gets to work on life skills as well as, you know, um, mm. different educational things. He's not it's, – it's hard because – he's not a typical eighth grader, mm-hmm. right? So he doesn't, he's not on an eighth grade level curriculum. Right. They kind of have to base what the kids are learning on their own pace. Okay. So it, that's really nice for him. Um, yeah. It stands for Social Intervention Program. Interesting. It's a self-contained classroom within a comprehensive school setting. <laughs> I like it. It's a way quicker way of what I just said. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they have their own bathroom and all that. Yeah, and so that's really nice for him. Um, And it's a lot different than ABA because Mm -hmm. ABA was one-on-one. This is, you know, he has to wait and there's not one teacher for every kid. And that's um, really helped him um, not only socially, obviously, but um, with a lot of patience and learning to wait. Um, He also kind of... He's become so good at, like, having his own routine or kind of, like, anticipating what he is supposed to do next. Mm-hmm. And that has really 
um, transferred from the school setting to home. Awesome. Because, like, in the morning, I don't even have to ask him to get ready. I'll, like, come in. He's already brushed his teeth. He's already dressed. Oh, nice. Um, in his little polo. Oh. Um, yeah, he already, sometimes, like, I haven't even got dressed yet, and he's sitting with his coat and his backpack, oh, wow. and he's ready to go. That's amazing. Because he knows exactly what is expected and what he needs to do. Everything's there and ready for him. Like, he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- it's really important for me to try to make everything in his life as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. So he can do things like that. Not make it super complicated or mm-hmm. make Just things. removing obstacles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like... We have to lock our refrigerator, and I have to lock my pantry because mm-hmm. he does tend to overeat. Yeah. So, or eat things he shouldn't. So, how long was he in ABA? He was in ABA for six years. Okay. Yeah. And then he's been in like a like a, you know, regular SIP. school SIP mm-hmm. classroom for how long now? Um. Let's see. So about three years. Okay. Three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He came in at fifth, the end of fifth grade. Okay. So he went into a elementary school and then transferred to, um, it was kind of, so he graduated from ABA mm-hmm. um, and then COVID happened. Oh gosh. So that was a lot. And, but he handled it really well. He went, and I honestly think it kind of helped him. Really? Um, it kind of, he got used to a lot of, he went from a very regimented day to, I don't know what my day is going to, are we yeah. at school, are we at home, are we doing, what are we doing? He got really good at just kind of going with the flow. That's good. Yeah, because yeah, I imagine that, like, disruption in routine maybe was, was hard for a lot of people who have um, kids that are diagnosed with autism. Oh, yeah. And um, the ABA center that we worked at, like, you only got some holidays off because mm-hmm. um, it was really important for the kids to be there as much as possible. Yeah. It was so good for him. For that routine. But then it does kind of, it made Layden pretty rigid. Mm-hmm. He needed things to happen when they usually happen. Mm-hmm. He needed to be with his therapist that he usually had. Like, it so was changes were. It was hard for him hard. because there weren't a lot of changes mm-hmm. happening. So, I mean, there's good and there's good and bad things with ABA, but that's the same with anything. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of what we were just talking about with, like, you know, how much on the edge do you push them versus, like, give in to all the, the things to, like, make everything super easy, Yeah. you know? So ABA is kind of, like, more making things perfectly, like, uh, organized so, yes. that, so that it's more easy for them. But then how does that help them in a real-life setting that isn't so mm-hmm. regimented and perfect <laughs> exactly because it, yeah exactly and at the time you don't really think about well what is this going to do what is this going to lead to later right mm-hmm. so like again that rigidness didn't really anticipate that until it was happening mm-hmm. um also you know in aba you're taught to kind of ignore problematic behaviors mm-hmm. well what is that doing to his self-esteem so now that he's um, a teenager kind of seeing that that's not always the best way to handle it. You're really kind of not even acknowledging his feelings. Like if Mm. he's, if he's really upset and crying and there's something going on, it's not okay for, I wouldn't, Mm -hmm. he's doing it for a reason. If I was doing that and everyone ignored me, what would that do to my self-esteem? Yeah. And I would think that my feelings don't matter. So yeah, that's kind of, 
another thing that I'm kind of entering into now, all those years of ABA, mm-hmm. and then now we're not in ABA, and he is a teenager, and he's going through puberty, and he has a lot of emotions and a lot of feelings, and yeah. I, I mean, I'm I was taught to ignore, you know, when he's having, you know, when he's mm-hmm. overly upset or if he's doing something that he shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Not yeah. great. Sometimes that's not the way to do it. No, so <laughs> but now, it might be like situational too, and then it could be that certain times in their lives yes. they need that. Yeah. Versus maybe there's a little time to loosen the reins a bit. Right. Yeah. And then like finding the function is like a big thing in ABA. Is like what's the function? Is it a sensory issue? Is it is it um, attention seeking? What's like the why behind? The behavior exactly oh like the yeah. source possibly yes but that's really hard sometimes sometimes yeah. it's like very clear oh he just needs attention right now mm-hmm. um but that's not the way to get attention right. so we're not going to give him attention um so yeah it's just it's hard i feel like maybe steven has said this before like maybe not exactly related to this but you know Leda is a human not a machine you can't just like a plus B equals C or whatever. Right. Like, so there are going to be things where it's like the function doesn't make sense. Like, it's not just this is the function. You know, it's like he is yeah. a human. He has every a time lot he, more going on. Yeah, every time he throws himself on the ground and is screaming, it's not because he's having um, he wants attention. That's mm-hmm. not what's happening. Right. So yeah, you really have to. What happened before that? Yeah. What happened before that even? Yeah. You Does know, his stomach hurt? Did he stub his day? toe? Right. Is he just wanting attention? Are we out of routine? Yeah. Like, or is it something that's been happening for like, you know, because we all have things that have happened in our lives that we've had to process over mm-hmm. time. Maybe it's something that happened like a year ago. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, but we can't know because maybe he can't verbalize that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's a so, lot all the time. Because right. yeah. sometimes I'm crying about something that happened to me like three years ago. <laughs> I, well, never. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never. And he's a very, he's a very sensitive kid. And I, there are times where he's, and I don't know what's behind this, but I know that there are other um, individuals with autism. They will watch videos of like a baby crying over and over and over. And it's like, well, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, are you, why? Yeah. It makes me sad to watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, is he like trying to figure out what's going on with the baby? Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, and if I ask him, I'm like, Layden, why are you watching that? He's like, why are you watching that? And I'm like, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I want an answer, not a script. I yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing with like, um, I don't. Me personally, I don't feel super comfortable with him riding a bus because if I were to say, Layden, did you have a good day? He always tells me yes. Uh, always. If I say, mm-hmm. Layden, if I were to say, Layden, where did you get that bruise? He would say, bruise. Like, right. That makes me. You don't know. S- I don't know. Did he bump into something or did someone bump I, into him? I, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. That's true. So I just have to be hyper vigilant with him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I feel like as a parent, like, eventually your protectiveness can, like, transfer over to something else. But, like, you'll always have that protectiveness with him because of that. Yeah. It's it's like, um, you know, he he's 13 and he's really tall, but he also operates kind of, you know, maybe at, like, 
a younger age and it's I have to navigate that and it's it's difficult but right he's a beautiful human Mm -hmm. I'm gonna cry I know you're gonna make me cry (laughs) yeah it's just gonna be me and then you two bawling (laughs) in the background (laughs) then Emery's gonna start crying too and she's asleep now (laughs) (laughs) so it's like um (laughs) he uh he will always, I, I always call him, he's my baby. He'll always be my baby. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't like to call him that. I want to put them, that on him. Mm-hmm. He's not a baby. He doesn't act like a baby. But, um, you know, he will always need a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it's going to be. And mm-hmm. it took me a while to really be okay with that. But now I am. And we're going to make it work and it's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, one of the sweetest people you would ever meet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he, so he scripts, what, 98% of the Mostly time. Mostly from TV shows. TV shows, watched. movies. YouTube videos. Disney, Pixar, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's, like. But they're he, appropriate a lot of times. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. <laughs> we're, we're so lucky that he didn't, like, find, like, super bad language ones to Oh my gosh, to? when he was he little, has. though, oh, when really? he was little, they couldn't understand what he was saying. And they were like, he's saying this. And it was oh my like gosh. cuss words. And we figured out it, he wasn't saying that. He wasn't. He was saying get... big jet. And they thought he was saying the B word. <laughs> yes. Or um, soccer bench from Team Umizumi. Mm-hmm. He would say soccer bench. And they were like, oh my, you know. Like, and he says dormouse. And it sounds kind of like dumb. Oh, you know? all the time. Yeah. The way, the way that he's... And, when we were at the aquarium, he was saying, he was saying, Dormouse, like really loud over, and it was echoing, and I was like, oh my God. That's awesome. But we know what he's saying. I know what he's saying, but another family's like, he's screaming <laughs> bad words. And I'm like, oh, sorry. But does he, do you have a funny example of a script that was appropriate? Um, let's see. I There's so many. I wish I would have wrote them down. I need to start like documenting It's like, um, what's that? Kirby fully loaded, or like, um, oh, Herbie. the transformer. Kirby fully lo- not is it Kirby. Herbie? It's Herbie. Um, <laughs> or like the Transformers, the Bumblebee, where it's the car and it plays like radio stations that are yes. like appropriate for That's the conversation. Exactly laden. Yes. Yes. So like, um, let me think. When we were driving, um, we were going up this big hill, and then he's like, "Oh no, we're going down." <laughs> and that's from a movie and um he also would be like i'm a big jet and i'd be like all right you're a big jet and then there's a jet above us i'm like oh oh that's oh, perfect so right he's just calling it out yeah yeah so yeah. he's very sharp mm-hmm. um but he's yeah he's so funny yeah. and he does a lot of it as scripts and then you realize that it's very appropriate mm-hmm. or it is has everything to do with what's going on yeah. in that situation He's very um, <clears throat> unique in that way, I think. And he knows, like, Beethoven and, like, all the background. He has it memorized. Yes. Yeah, so another thing that he do- he does is he will, like, turn on Disney. He'll watch, what, Bug's Life mm-hmm. in English. Mm-hmm. Like, a snippet of it. Then rewind it, turn it to Spanish, watch it again. Yeah. Then... 
Do it mm-hmm. again in German. Mm-hmm. And then... Auf Wiedersehen. Yes. Oh my gosh, at the end of that movie, yeah. Auf <laughs> Wiedersehen. That was... But then one day out of nowhere, he was... My mom was like, bye, Leiden. He was like, Auf Wiedersehen. We were like, oh my gosh. Which is like the right way to use the word. It was the, the right way to use it. And then German. one time, I think his teacher said that like the German teacher walked by and she was like, he's talking... He's speaking German. Yeah. And I thought it was just... <laughs> I've caught him speaking like, Spanish before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or Portuguese sometimes, which is close. Close enough. His new thing is, si, senor. And yes. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But he definitely, he likes listening to things in different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then classical music. Yeah. He's always been a fan of little Einsteins. And then that just transferred to like any classical music. But like he has a different um, composers for different people. So like oh. my mom he only asked for Tchaikovsky. At really? my house, we do a little bit more Beethoven. Hmm. And then um, he, I think he asks for something different at his dad's house. Mm-hmm. It's just he associates <laughs> different things with different it's people. Like the mood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just have a Beethoven kind of house. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he's, oh, there's another one. When he's mad at me, he'll go, oh, no, it's the mean witch. Oh, my oh. gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, or he'll go, it's a big, bad wolf. And I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like trying not to be mad cute, at him, though. but it's, it's funny. Hard. I have to turn my, like, don't show don't him you're laugh. laughing because then you're you're in big Encouraging trouble. Encouraging it, yeah. Then yeah. he'll keep. He will keep, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> um, so can you talk a little bit, I, I don't want to go too long, but about um, any therapies or um, outside of ABA that maybe have happened outside of the school setting or like diet things, different things you've tried, mm-hmm. whether you like them or not, um, that you want to talk about that are associated with helping children with autism. Um, so we did ABA, and then, um, like I said, when he was really small, he did a little bit of speech, which was really helpful because he was completely nonverbal. Um, and then OT for a lot of his sensory needs. Um, and I liked both of those, especially because it was so one-on-one individualized and he was so little Mm -hmm. and, um, it was so funny because Cooper, his younger brother, um, is 17 months younger than him. And Cooper's language just went through the roof from watching Layden (laughs) in therapy. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, and then they'd be like, Layden, say bubble. And Cooper would be staring at him like, if you don't say it, I'm going to say it. He's just red. <laughs> yeah. And then Cooper's like, bubble, bubble. We're like, all right, all right, all right. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, we did, um, you know, in Indiana, we have the um, autism waiver. Mm-hmm. And um, that has a lot of really great services. Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried music therapy. We thought he's a big music kid. He's, yeah. He loved music therapy at the time. He just wanted to trash the just music break room. it all just every no yeah just was not interested <laughs> at all so we gave up on that yeah i don't we haven't tried it um recently he's so, got the uh, keyboard yeah we got him a keyboard yeah. he has a lot of different instruments um so kind of trying to do it on my own mm-hmm. i don't know how to play the piano though so yeah. i learned like one frozen song <laughs> and he was not impressed with me um, <laughs> he's like mom i can do this yeah but he loves his mic that's attached yeah he'll um what does he say he gets on the mic and he's like um 
he he sounds like a dj he's like here we go yes and, yeah that's awesome he's really funny um so yeah music therapy didn't really uh wasn't a big hit for us mm-hmm. um but we have done pack services which is participant assisted care i believe um it's different than respite so we do a lot of that because respite, um, you can't go to work. You have to use that time to go to the grocery store, to go have time for yourself, to rest, to, um, you know, do all this other stuff. You can't be working. Well, at the time I was working and I needed someone who could help me get him to therapies, take him to swim lessons, to do all these things while... Um, I was working. So that was really helpful, but also it is, um, they have goals. So it's not just someone watching your child, like they're working on things. Mm -hmm. So it's the best of both worlds, but the turnover rate is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So for the caregivers. mm -hmm. Uh, And so that is a really big hurdle. Like it's been a battle. Um, you know, you get someone, they get trained, Layden gets comfortable with them. I get comfortable with them because, you know, driving with him is not, I'm a freak. I am really sensitive and I'm really nervous. Um, so then I finally get comfortable and then they quit Mm. and then we have to find someone else and that takes a few months. So he goes a few Mm. months with no services and then we have to do the whole process over again. And I honestly get a little bit discouraged and I'm just like forget it like mm-hmm. I'll just do it myself um but it is good for him because he's getting um exposure to other people and different ways that they do things not just his mom and the mm-hmm. way she does things yeah so. and people can get that through the waiver you said yeah yeah the Medicaid waiver so in Indiana could, yeah we could put a link on the podcast note on yeah. how people can look into applying yeah yeah it seems really um overwhelming and confusing but it's it's not that hard and there's a lot of like um webinars and how to's and stuff um and once you get it you always have it until they're like what 20 or something um he'll have it he should have it forever oh really so he has traditional medicaid now which is really good for him um yeah and he'll be able to do like um adult day programs oh nice when he's older yeah, yeah. things Good. like that yeah um and again i haven't crossed that bridge so right. i don't know a lot about it i'm starting to learn more about that um but yeah i'm just flying off the seat of my pants and just <laughs> when we hit it we hit it and then we figure it out as we go um which maybe isn't the best way to do it but oh, that's okay yeah yeah i feel like a need out there is for more um fundraising or just people to look into what the adult realm of autism is because a lot of it goes straight into like when they're three when they're four like a lot of then what about when they're 30 exactly a lot of energy is put into early intervention which is great Mm -hmm. but a lot of these kids are always going to have autism they're always going to have needs of some kind so they won't just integrate straight into society, no. like, at age five. And, or... like, for Layden, when he's 25, a lot of these, um, and, I again, just my experience, a lot of these, like, um, group homes are not safe. Right. And they're not clean. And that's not something I feel comfortable doing. Uh, people don't have options, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't have 
24 access to their child right. when they get older they mm-hmm. have work they have obligations they need their child to be able to have some level of independence even yeah. if maybe they're not ready and i really think that like society fails them because mm-hmm. it's just like well here's a building and we have people watching them sometimes yeah we don't care about anything else that's going on and that might not be fair but that's we just need to do better. Yeah. Especially the ones, there might be good ones out there, but the ones that are needing more, I don't know the right word. I know. Training or the right people. Right. And again, right turnover mindset. rate, it's a hard, it's a very hard field yeah. to be in. It's exhausting mentally, physically sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine the pay is not that great, unfortunately. No. Yeah. So, like, you don't, I don't blame them the at all. The incentive isn't really there, exactly. unfortunately. Yeah. But then, who's really, um, who's really hurting from that? Yeah. It's right. the individual. And that's the person that shouldn't mm-hmm. be struggling. Yeah. So. It's true. So, what, Rochelle, would you recommend to an overwhelmed parent who's now in those teenage years like you are um and maybe they're unsure how to adjust with the new stage um well not being an expert (laughs) i just um social media is really helpful Mm -hmm. and not helpful um but for me right now i would say like trying to find people who have similar journeys that you can relate to or at least learn from Mm -hmm. is so important Mm -hmm. and having like um you know building your little village and like my village consists of a lot of people who have nothing to do with autism it's just people who have good hearts and genuinely love Layden and myself and want the best and um that's just how my village has grown um but i also was in a really different um i had a different opportunity because i worked at an aba center right so a lot of my friends are bcbas <laughs> and so i can be like hey helps a little. <laughs> i have a question um so friending bcbas or even going and getting um becoming an rbt which is a registered behavior technician um that's someone who is trained to learn how to um, deal with those behaviors and yeah. those shifts in behaviors. Um, that is beneficial. But also, like, there are so many, like, free webinars and free um, social groups yeah. and um, support groups. Mm-hmm. And just, like, trying to learn as much as you can and figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And just because something works for somebody else doesn't mean that it's going to work for you and your child. Mm -hmm. And that's hard because it's like, oh my gosh, so-and-so had such a big breakthrough because they went Mm gluten-free. I'm going to do gluten-free for my son and everything's going to be better. Well, that's what, that's not your, our experience and that's okay. Um, but it, it can be discouraging. Mm-hmm. So just really having an open mind. Um, also dealing with things with humor, I think, is really important. <laughs> um, uh, there's actually another family I watch, uh, I follow on TikTok. 
Of course. Because I'm so cool. Um, <laughs> and her son's name is Thorn. And he is, oh, he's in his 20s, I think. And he reminds me so much of Layden. And when I was like at a really low point with Layden, I was just feeling really discouraged. And he was having a hard time. I started seeing these videos. And he is so hilarious. <laughs> and his family just loves him so much. And it just reignited, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this guy. He's shaving his own face. Yeah. And I'm sure that was not an easy journey to get him to shave, um, but he's doing it. And she posted a video of him coming out from the pizza place by himself. He gave them the money. He picked up his pizza. He came out to the car. Those are little things that I'm just like, you know what? Layden can do that. Yeah. And we're going to work towards that. And it's going to be okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that there is hope. Yes, there is. Even when it feels like there isn't. Yes. And one other thing that really, really has always impacted me when I first started this journey, Laden was about four. And I met a woman named Sheila, who is now his case manager. And she just said, you have to pick your battles because... It feels like you have to do everything Mm. at one time. Mm -hmm. And everyone's telling you you have to do all these things. And you just can't. Mm -hmm. You're a human. You have other things going on. Yeah. Um, Your whole world, yes, it revolves around your son, but it also doesn't. (laughs) You know, like there's a lot of other stuff going. You have to pick your battles. Yeah. So that's like with Escalator. Yeah. Yeah. I had to pick my battle. (laughs) That that wasn't the battle. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's another big thing I would say it's huge yeah and when you're talking earlier about like your tribe and everything um Steve and I are part of your tribe and we're very grateful that we are your family because we love you and (laughs) we want we're all gonna start crying (laughs) no we want to actually know how we can be the best family to you and um like even now when things are changing and he's getting older so like what are things that we can do to better support you and love you and what are things that other people can do to be there for their family because we do love you i I love you guys (laughs) um i mean i i feel like i'm really lucky there are a lot of people who don't have um as big of a support group as i have so i feel really like sorry (laughs) you know Mm. but like um you guys are so great because you'd never make Layden feel bad for being the way he is. Like Layden will c- come in and just want to rub all over Steven's beard. <laughs> oh, and he's, he's like, Steven. <laughs> Hi, Steven. Yeah. Um, and Layden just loves Steven. Like from the first time he ever met Steven. And I even have a video where he's like, mommy, Steven, Momo. He named everyone but Cooper. <laughs> um, so, but, like, Stephen lets, like, he has to get that sensory out. Like, mm-hmm. that's something he associates with Stephen. Stephen is, oh, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm sure Stephen's sometimes, like, get your gross hands off my face. <laughs> it helps that I, like, am not in any way a germaphobe. Yeah, there and you go. also, like, I'm a hugger. I'm very, like, physical anyway. Yeah. And so... I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. I give him a big old hug. Yeah. He always wants to wrestle, though. I know. And I don't know if I can handle the wrestling he's quite. too big. He's, yeah, he could take me. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. And he sits on your dad's lap, and I'm just like, oh, that's not 
that's gotta be painful. Well, my well, my dad's like, my knees are. Hurt. I have no idea why your knees would hurt. That's crazy. Um, it's like an adult man sitting on your. Lap. But it's hard because it's like he associates my dad with wrestling, mm-hmm. and then my dad feels like, well, if I don't wrestle him, then what do we have that's together? True. Yeah. And it's just like, well, let's find something. Right. It doesn't. I don't want you to be in pain. And mm. also, Layden doesn't need to think he can sit on everyone's lap. Yeah. <laughs> um, just Santa. <laughs> Just, oh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a Santa. What? Oh um, yeah, I just like to give him big bear hugs because now he's like mm-hmm. big. I know. And I can I could squeeze him. Yeah. Yeah, and he loves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I I'm not good at I can do squeezes, mm-hmm. but even he's like your squeezes are lame. <laughs> so Mom. yeah, so I have to try to find other ways yeah. to get that sensory out of him mm-hmm. at home so like we have a trampoline yeah um and i'll take big pillows and like crash into him um we do arm wrestling which again it's like mom you're alone yeah um no but that like rough housing and that like that play very yeah. physical play is such a big part of development yeah and self-regulating yeah um he he is so much different like i don't want to say different he's a lot more calm and peaceful after he swam for a few hours Mm -hmm. um so like that's a big thing for him yeah um if he does get to wrestle uh 20 minutes later he's just chilling yeah he's not trying to seek more sensory input because he feels good You guys have three dogs, and at one point you had nine dogs with the puppies, and Layden is terrified of dogs, <laughs> um, and that just developed over time. He grew up with dogs um, on his dad's family side, um, and just over time he's just developed this fear of dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys were so understanding, and you would keep the dogs separate from him whenever mm-hmm. we would come over here, make sure that, you know... If they did, if the dogs needed to go outside, Layden was upstairs. And right. you guys were just very thoughtful in that way. Um, and I do feel like um, that's a big thing is just instead of being judgmental mm-hmm. of someone who is a little different, being accepting of them and trying to make them feel as comfortable as possible. Yeah. That's just yeah the most important thing, I think. And then, you know, for me, sometimes... With, I just need a break. Yeah. I just need some quiet with the constant, with the constant scripting, with the constant, um, you know, having to listen to music all day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a busy guy. Yeah. And sometimes mama just needs some quiet. And I <laughs> and feel a little wine. Just maybe a little wine. I'll bring you a little wine. I mean, yeah. really, you have two, like, preteen boys. I do. So. And Cooper has ADHD, <laughs> and he can talk all yeah. day. Yeah. I know everything about Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but you guys are just very you understand if I'm like, I'm having being a hard day. Morgan has showed up at my house with chocolate and snacks. Morgan has taken my kids on um, little dates so I could have a couple hours to mm-hmm. myself. Um, when they were little, Morgan would let me take a shower and she came over yeah. to help Cooper with his homework because I just couldn't even do it. Yeah. I was done for the day. Like those little things just, I'm going to cry again. That, those <laughs> little things just mean more than you know. 
And and now you're doing that for me with my kids. I'm trying. And yeah. you're doing an amazing job. <laughs> well, thank you. You're like one of the most positive people you come around. Everyone else is flipping out. And you're just like, hey, I got this. I got them. And I'm like, I needed that like kindness and that non-judgmental well, attitude. And I just feel like my my world is always so chaotic with, you know, it is, there's a lot going on and Layden does need a lot and it doesn't help anyone to be overly stressed out. And if I'm negative, everyone's negative. And if I'm, if mom's having a bad day, they're having a bad day. So, you know, it is hard, but it also is like, I don't want to be the cause mm-hmm. of anyone else's stress. Um, but I do have my moments and I think all of you are just very in tune with me and you can tell when like, she needs a minute, let her go outside or, you know, just, you're very accepting of Layden and you're very accepting of me. And, and this could have been something so negative and hard. And while it, it definitely has been hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like it also has been so beautiful because yeah. I would have never been someone as patient as I am now without Layden mm-hmm. and without having to navigate his needs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a better person because of Layden. And I've always said that. And I feel like Layden makes people around him better. Oh, yeah. And I just, it's not bad. Yeah. Autism is beautiful. And he's beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like um, he just adds a lot to our family. Mm -hmm. And we're just, we're better because of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. Are you ready for it? Oh, gosh. Um, Steven. Leighton has hands down changed my life. Do you want to know how? Without Leighton and working at the autism center because of him. I would not have met Steven and I wouldn't have my kids because working there, I'm sorry. I met so many different people that led me to the place where I met him. Mm-hmm. Like literally I never would have met him. Mm-hmm. So Layden is just a huge part of my life. Well, Morgan takes the most beautiful pictures of individuals with autism that struggle to sit still and get their home crying. <laughs> <laughs> I did not wear makeup, thank gosh. I don't do that anymore anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Morgan <clears throat> has a gift for really being able to capture in pictures the essence of someone. And Layden was always moving <clears throat> When he was little, and I was so sad because I didn't have any good pictures. He was such a beautiful little boy, and I didn't have any pictures of him. Mm-hmm. And Morgan went to school, and she learned photography, and she had this wonderful camera, and she would just capture the most beautiful pictures of him. And then when she worked at the autism center, she just captured the most beautiful pictures of those kids. And that meant a lot to those families and it means a lot to me now and it meant a lot to me then thank you i don't always think i'm very good at that you are but yeah but the other thing too is like people who work with individuals with autism are just beautiful people mostly and 
we both met so many people. Oh, yeah. I have so many beautiful friends, mm-hmm. and they just want to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, yeah, it just, it just provided so much, like, wonderful experiences that we wouldn't have had. Yeah. And it made us better people having Layden and, um, it's made our family closer. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, he's like the glue. <laughs> he is kind of like glue. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the life of the party. That's true. <laughs> he's he our DJ now. He is our DJ. <laughs> yeah. He would like this podcast maybe next time. We'll I was actually him. thinking about that. I was like, man, if we he have had the that fourth mic, if he had that fourth mic, he would have been like all about it. Yeah. Maybe you can add a little snippet sometime. <laughs> He'd be yeah. like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. So just like in conclusion with everything, um, are there any resources you want to share real quick before um, we finish up about, you know, just things that you think other people could look up or <clears throat> books or things that you like? Oh, um, let me think. I I really loved um, the book, um, was it The Reason I Jump? Mm-hmm. There's a movie, or it's like a documentary based oh, on I that. Oh, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think, too. There's so many different things that I have um, benefited from. Yeah. Um, but they're all escaping me in this moment. That's okay. Because I'm pressured. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Well, we will have a resource that you're going to be putting out there. Um, you're going to create... So Rochelle is like an artist. She won't ever admit that she is, but she's an amazing artist. And um, I just... I want her to illustrate a book I write one day. <laughs> um, I'm hoping one day I'll write a children's book and she'll illustrate you will. it. Um, but anyway, um, she's been creating some really cool ideas for... Um, a potential like future business and things that she's working on. Um, so I don't want to share that until you're ready, but, um, but for this month, for the month of April, um, she's going to create like, what would you call it for a phone? Like a like, wallpaper, the wallpaper for the phone mm-hmm. that you guys can download for free, um, and put it on your phones and, it'll be out there that, you know, you'll be using your phone. Somebody might see it and mm-hmm. you can have a conversation about autism in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to put that on our website. We'll link to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe on a little blog post yeah. about autism and we'll link it out there. So everyone can download that picture that she's going to create. Okay. Yeah. And if we think of resources yeah. um, after the fact, then we can always just like plug them in the bottom. Yeah. I have yeah, like yeah. several books that I love yeah, yeah. and movies and TV shows and mm-hmm. things that just help me get through Yeah. or give me hope or give a different perspective. Yeah. And sorry, my brain is That's okay. kaput. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you worry. Okay. You're good. Um, it's yeah, it's getting later and later, so no worries. Um, but yeah, so we just love you and I think you're an incredible mom. Thanks. And I want to be more like you <laughs> and I hope my kids are like Layden cause he's <laughs> beautiful. Like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just are really happy that people are listening to this today that 
they're going to go out there and hopefully shed a light on autism and spread that awareness. So um, thank you all for being here today, for listening. Um, Definitely um, download that picture that we're going to put out there. So we actually brought Layden on to help us end the podcast today. Layden, can you talk in the mic and say something to the audience? Audience! Say, um... Happy Autism Awareness Month. Happy Autism Awareness Month. Your brother Cooper's here. Well, 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 Mr. Mrs. Cross, where's your husband? Well, Mrs. Cross, I'll shoot. Oh, what the? And we also brought Layden's brother Cooper here today. Hello. How are you, Cooper? I'm good. Awesome. And Cooper, can you say thank you for growing with us? Thank you for growing with us.